I fooled them all. <laughs> because she's a real phony. Because she honestly believes all this phony junk that she believes. I mean it. Yeah, no, we're like friends, I guess. I don't know. Friends? I guess. We're collaborators. To you. <laughs> it's to you. To you. <laughs> Welcome, it's Wednesday. <laughs> happy Wednesday, happy Wednesday. If you can't tell, it's the birthday episode. Woo! Gabe, can you please cue some birthday music from Malu? It's Professor Malu's birthday. Professor Malu's birthday. We should have made a song for this. This is already really good. There's already the vibe in shoddy. It's your birthday. You got a party like it's your birthday. Yep, there we go. Oh, I wish I was on the same beat as you the whole You're time. Not, no. Well, we Who are you? <laughs> I'm Katie Kovetz. Yeah, and I'm Mallory Mironis. I hate and that. And this is Film School Professionals. Your weekly film school podcast. Brought to you by two filmmakers who never went to film school and birthday music. Bum, 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 bum. It's Mal's birthday. There's a song called It's Your Birthday. Yeah, I know, but I, why Why do I have to always copy other people, Mallory? Why can't I just do something of my own? It's your birthday. Classic filmmaker bullshit. Okay, Gabe, just <laughs> fucking put in It's Your Birthday. Damn. Mallory's dancing it's to the non-existent birthday. music. Yeah, because I'm also nice. an actor. Didn't you know? Didn't you know? <laughs> Shit. I'm kidding. I'm not an actor, but I, well, I mean. I've, I've yeah, you are. But we, I'm actually. We both are. Yeah, <laughs> but what I actually can... do. Yeah, what is... do you do, Malu? Well, I'm a writer. I'm an artist. Yeah. I do storyboards, and All I right. want somebody to hire me. Actually, speaking of storyboarding, I don't have money yet, but I might have money soon to pay you because I do you... have a project that I need storyboarding for. I've already told you about it. I'm actually, it's in the I didn't let you pay me. I'm very excited now. <laughs> yeah, as soon as we get money, I have a lot of people to pay. <laughs> oh, my God. And Katie, what do you do? What's what's your me? long life? Yeah, who are you? Hi. I am a writer. I'm a director. I'm a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And I have energy for no reason. It's probably because I just ate dinner and it was it was delicious. Nice. I also ate dinner. But it was delightful. Oh, delicious and delightful. delightful. Look, yeah, at look at us go. <laughs> we don't just know about films. We've also read the dictionary. <laughs> Catch us. I love it when you find me funny, even if I'm mildly amusing. I'm. Uh, who knows where my brain's at right now, Mel? I worked over ten hours today. Very now nice. I have. Meeting after meeting after meeting, because we're yeah. grinding, because we want to start a career. Yeah. Clearly, I'm in the music mood, too, today. Very much so, which is good, because one movie's a musical, the other one has music in it, and the other one has no songs to it. I can't even think about all the movies we watched this weekend. <laughs> musical, musical. Oh, that one. I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? Before we get into all that, though, you know what the people got to do? What do they got to do, Katie? Tell them. They got to go on iTunes, and they got to leave us a review. Tell us how you like my original songs that are just so goddamn original that you would you you would hire me <laughs> to write all of your original music. <laughs> and for my birthday, all I want is for you to comment on how much you love us and the fact that me, Malu, I'm your favorite professor in the podcast. She says that every episode, and not one person has ever reviewed it. I've told you, you just have to start... Lie to her for her birthday. You have to start thinking about what you want your future to look like, and then just manifest. Manifestation? Manifestation, baby. 
All right, sure. <laughs> While you're on the iTunes review, you should also go to Instagram. I was doing a, like, a weird lead up already, but then I forgot the word Instagram. <laughs> like, where are they going? Well, just so you don't forget it, I'll say it again. Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. Go to our Instagram. Not because yeah. I said it a lot of times, but because Katie said it weird. Go do it. That's right. Go follow us. <laughs> at Film School Professionals. Leave us a follow. Leave us a like, a comment. Whatever you want. Just leave it there. Like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe. <laughs> follow Mallow and I on Instagram as well. You can find us at Yay. Film School Professionals. Follow Mallow's doodles because she's an incredible fucking Art. artist like no other. Follow me because I have a short film out. I have two short Whoa. films out actually, so you can find them on YouTube. Comment on my films. Ooh. Tell me how much that uh, I need to work on because there's no, so much I need so to work good. on. And it's so much and fun. And it's so wholesome. Go <sighs> watch it right now. Thanks, Malu. That's yeah. very nice of you. <laughs> next time, maybe, I, I, I'm really hoping this next project of mine, I have real equipment, and it's not just my friend and I running around Manhattan with a literal <laughs> Nikon camera. That is nice. all we had. Yep, Trust it was the process, really good. Ladies, no, not ladies and gentlemen, it's guys, gals, and non-binary pals. She nailed it this time. Thank you. All Thank right. You. I tried to start doing it fast, just doing it out of my own, out of my own rhythm, and it worked for me. See, there, it's, you gotta go on your own rhythm. Oh, no, there's a song that's just like that, except Dear. different words. Oh. Before oh, no. Kate can figure Gabe. it out, <laughs> we're gonna God. move along. <laughs> I might call Gabe right now. You, you gotta, your own, what is song is that? It's a, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold so on. It's today, like, watch your own. Today what? is a no, birthday you can't. special. Own beat. What's that song? Song. Gabe, can we play some elevator music while Katie? Beat struggles? of your own. That's not it. Oh, nuts, 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 nuts. Oh, your it's own, your own stride. God, someone help me. March to the beat of your own drum. No, it's not that. Break oh. my stride. No, that's not it. Can we? Never gonna break my stride. You have no, 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 It's not that. This. It wasn't that. I know. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. You guys, I failed, Gabe. Put in whatever song that I was trying to think of, if you know it. <laughs> you just assume Gabe's gonna be like, oh, of course, that one Gabe song. Gabe and I are on a, like, multi-dimensional level. Playing fifth-dimensional chess. That's right. Anyways, um, so after you go follow us everywhere, now you can continue listening to the episode. That is Yay. Malu's birthday episode. She's now That's 21 right. and can legally drink in the United States. I am legally drinking right now out of my Ooh. cat mug. She Look can finally drink me to match our wine drunkenness oh, yeah. in our bio. Mm-hmm. That's right. Wine. Mallory, do you like bourbon? I've never had bourbon, actually. <gasps> I'm very much a wine, a, wine, a wine and rum gal. Oh, what kind of rum do you like? I like the one that they make in Panama. It's called... Oh, well, <laughs> That's good. That's really I good. Just, that was good. I just almost died. Um, it's okay. called Don Abuelo, and it's delightful. Do you have any? Can I try some? I don't I'll have, give you I some bourbon any, if you sadly. give me some of that. I'll try and find some, but it's really hard to find in the States. And when you do find it, it's expensive as hell. So, and it's like $12 back home, so I'm not going to be doing that much effort. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is that is insanely cheap. Very good. Third world country, I just baby. Bought, Woo. I just bought Christian a, a bottle of Colombian rum. Oh, nice. 
I don't. Do you know any Colombian rums? No, I do not. I'm not from Colombia. Okay, so I'm not even going to bother <laughs> saying anything more. So, anyways, nice. Yes, now we can have a nice, delightful drink as we chat about movies, as we like to do. As we're going to do today. That's right. That's right. That's right. What are we doing today, Malu? Well, today we're starting what we've decided to call birthday specials. <laughs> when it's one of our birthdays, we do a special where we do movies that the birthday girl, because we're both girls. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Decides on correct. Well, what we would call movies that made them, that you know help them become the filmmaker or art lover or film lover that they are today. So because I am the person that I am, I have decided that this episode is entirely made up of animated movies. Technically, all Disney animated movies. But we'll get onto why that I said technically in a minute. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about three wonderful films that I've introduced Katie to because she hadn't seen these. And we're going to have some fun. Yeah, we are. We always have fun. And even when we're game. mad at each other. Exactly. What? Why have we been mad at each other? What? <laughs> you guys oh, wait, disagree? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, okay. Wait, never mind. I just remembered all the times we've disagreed. Almost every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Except Greta Gerwig. Exactly. And Olivia Wilde. God bless her concept. Oh my God. Don't even start. Don't even start. Don't even start. I have, th- those are the only two women I have and will ever have yeah, framed on my bedroom walls. <laughs> wow, I feel like there's so many, like, I love them, but there's also other cool women. Yeah, but I love them. Some of which are in the movies we're about to talk about. So let's yeah, get into it. Oh, wait, like no, Meg first, Ryan. For Anne Cree Summers. So. <laughs> but first. Yes. An icebreaker. Icebreaker. Yeah. It's still cold in New York. One day, I'll come up with actual original songs for all these things. That's Katie's original song. Gabe's, yeah, little guitar solo that he puts in. I can, like, hear his edit, like, already going in. (laughs) So, Katie, to break the ice a little bit, to, you know, cool us down. Which of the three fictional leading men of these movies, and I will tell you their names just in case, actually... All of the men. I'll leave it up to you because there's some there's there's a variety of men in Atlantis that are fully dateable. So, which <laughs> of these fictional men in these movies do you want to get? Do you want to like get with? And I ask get this it because, on with. Get it on with. Yes, get it with. <laughs> get it on with. Because these three movies also solidified like my expectations of men because this is what I expected. So them. In a way, uh, there's others, but like they are at the actually. Core you know what? If I combined all three of these men, it, it kind of adds up it? to Malu's tastes. Yep, doesn't it? <laughs> so let's get it. Who do you? Who would you pick? It can be the leading men, which are my favorites, or it can be some of the side characters. Oh, yeah. Don't make me think of the side characters. I, I have not? to remember all of that. Oh, I was in, no. I was in a weird, feverish state <laughs> watching all of these movies along with Very the Aristocats. Nice. 101 Dalmatians. Love Did him. you say the cats? Aristocats. Oh, I like the Aristocats. There's a slightly racist song. Not slightly. There is a racist bit of the song. But everything yeah. else seems fine. Yeah. They, but they, they, <laughs> they, they put out a little uh, like oh, a disclaimer, little warning yeah. disclaimer. Hi, nice. we regret this, but we didn't want to remove it. Enjoy. <laughs> and let's go on to better times. <laughs> yeah. Literally. And I respected them for it. I would have disrespected <laughs> them if they like removed it. I'm like, hey, that's my childhood. Let's learn. Let's learn from it, okay? Take accountability for your actions, Disney. (laughs) (laughs) And they did. All right, so on to the question. All right, I'm basically picking between 
Tarzan, Ugh. the guy from Atlantis, Milo, Milo that's it. Milo and he's a little nugget, a little he's smart a little, little nugget. He's a little cutie patootie. That's what he is. So smart. I'm not too into nerds, though, Malu. You're not? I'm a nerd. That's why I'm not into <laughs> but, like, extra, cute, extra nerds. like, soft boy nerds? Damn. I don't like soft boy vibes like that. I mean, Milo isn't a hundred percent. He's just he's just frail, you know. He's just like I don't like frail. Like, what's <laughs> what's fun in that? You can't throw me around if you're frail. Oh. <laughs> I wish anyone could see Malu's <laughs> Malu's face was the gif Constant where he's like blinking. blinking. <laughs> Real talk, Malu. What? Real talk. It's true. Okay. It- <laughs> so I'm guessing right, she doesn't want to talk answer. about it. So I'll move on. And then then we have um what's his face who sounds like Dimitri. Chris Pine? Dimitri. Dimitri. I would definitely go with Dimitri. I would risk it all for Dimitri. Easy. I would risk it all for Dimitri. <laughs> we it would I would get it on with him for sure. What a star. Yeah. I mean, and then we would dance on a boat. Ugh, and, and he's get so it clumsy on. when he's giving compliments. He's like, you should wear yeah. that dress. And Anastasia's just like, what the fuck do you think I'm doing, dumbass? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> They stop dancing, and he's like, maybe we should stop. And she's like, what do you think we just did, dumbass? God. I love it. I love it. Oh, um, man. How about you, Malu? Who would you get it on with? See, that's difficult. Of course it is. Because <laughs> I'm in love with all three of them. Like, they all have their their pros and cons, mainly pros. Like, you know, Dimitri is... Tarzan? A... He's just a monkey man. Oh, what a fucking man. I do not disrespect <laughs> my man like that. All right. So, you know, Dimitri, he's a scoundrel. I'm very into the scoundrel vibe. (laughs) I love him. And they have a love-hate relationship, which, yes, I am attracted to. (laughs) I'm into it. Then we have Tarzan, (laughs) who's just, like, this sweet but strong, amazing man who's an absolute simp for his girl. (laughs) Just anytime Jane does anything, he's like, oh, my God, you just... Malice, he's, ne- he's never seen a woman before. Okay, but, like, he could have also not had any chemistry with Jane. And yet, they have the best chemistry ever. And he's so sweet, and he gives her the flowers, and he does everything, like, because he's like, oh, I want to be with you. But at the same time, he also does everything for his friends and for his family, and he's just, like, this brave family man, and I love him. Also, Imagine kissing a mouth that has never seen a toothbrush. Shut the fuck. Never talk about the realism of Tarzan. I can't. I can't. My father has poisoned my brain. And anytime we have ever watched anything that is like pre like teeth brushing time or pre shower like daily time, he's like, oh, imagine. And I'm like, he's literally ruined me. So, yes, that is the only thing I could think of that whole movie. How bad he smells. Um, You're also welcome. he's a hero <laughs> just moving on from that he's a hero and he's sweet and he's strong and I love him he's just nice and he's also okay. smart and then we have Milo who's just like this smart adventurous do-gooder and I fucking love him and I just love how passionate he is about what he does like there's something about Milo just like being like but this is what we do it right adventure new things discovery knowledge and then everyone's like nope I'm here for the money and he's not. And he's just, he's so nice and he, he respects the culture. He's the perfect, to me, he's always been like the, the reason why I always understood the difference between like appropriation and appreciation. And I was like, see, Milo, Milo knows and he understands that he appreciates the culture, but it's not his. And I just, 
I love him. <laughs> but if I had to pick one of them, it would be Tarzan, probably. Tarzan or Dimitri. Wow. Yeah. That caught me by surprise. Really? I definitely thought you were going to go with Milo. Oh, I love him too, though. But I also love him with too much with Kita, to the point where I'm just like, cannot compete with her. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Not even Jane? I'd deck her. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Malu's ready to fucking fight. <laughs> Throw some hands. I'm kidding. I love Jane Porter. She's a fantastic character. <laughs> okay, <laughs> on to the paragraphs that Malu wrote in order yeah, to introduce these movies. Did you fucking so like name everyone who was involved? I oh, named my a God. good number of people. Um, oh my God! Also, Malu. for the first and second, I had to talk about the people who did the music. Uh, class, if you haven't guessed by this point, the three movies that we're doing is Anastasia. Tarzan and Atlantis, The Lost Empire. We probably should have said that before we went into it, but go us, right? (laughs) We're smart. We're We're nailing it. Yeah, Yeah, we're capable. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do this. How do you wanna? How do you wanna go about this? Which one? Which ones do you want to do? It's your birthday. That's difficult. That's difficult because I do love all of them. How about you want me to do Anastasia and you do the last two? Yes. Okay. Because Megaride uh, is in that one, so I'll give yeah, you that. Yeah, it, that, I need a yeah. connection to something. Okay, <laughs> on to the Meg Ryan movie first. <clears throat> Anastasia <laughs> is a 1997 20th century Fox film with a 2D and 3D animation blend about the lost Russian Grand Duchess, Anastasia, mm-hmm. who has lost her memory and finds her way back home in a way she never imagined. Ooh. Wow, Mallory, that was really, really good. Thank you. She is now... <laughs> Read it, because she is. <laughs> she is now a Disney princess because the mouse owns us all. <laughs> yep. <laughs> live by that. Learn it, live it, breathe it. Ah, it's so true. It's like that <laughs> South Park episode when Mickey Mouse is the Jonas Brothers boss and he beats the <laughs> shit out of them. <laughs> I've never fully seen an episode of South Park, but I've seen that scene plenty of times. That's all you need to see. <laughs> because the mouse owns us all. That was that caught me by surprise. I love it. <laughs> It was directed by Don Bluth and Gary Oldman. No, not that one. <laughs> it's not the gay. I thought about it. I was like, wait a fucking minute. Did Gary Oldman, a.k.a. Sirius Black, fucking... <laughs> I also saw that in the credits, and I was like, huh. <laughs> it was, it's <laughs> not good that. for him. Um, yeah. But no, he didn't. It's a different Gary Oldman who was actually very renowned in animation <laughs> and directing animation, I believe. <laughs> That's good. So good for him. <laughs> good for him. Uh, it was written by Susan... Ooh, Goth. Gothier, yeah, great. I think so. Bruce Graham, Bob Sudiker, and Nani White. Noni? Four people. Noni. Noni White. Noni. The music is by David Newman, Lynn Arnes, 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 Good. And Stephen Flaherty. Flaherty. Wow, that's so. That is so Irish. Right? I love it. Also, Flaherty. just to clarify, David Newman did the score, and the other two did the actual like musical songs, the classics. Flaherty. Flaherty. Is that how you say in the accent? I don't know. I'm trying to think of Sersha. Sersha. Sersha says. Sersha? Flaherty. Sersha like inertia. Oh, I, I think I got it. Who knows? Trash me in the comments below. Sersha like inertia. Yeah. Starring Meg Ryan as Woo. Anastasia. Yay. A personal favorite here at Film School Professionals. <laughs> um, where am I in this block of words? Lacey Chambert as her singing voice. Oh, hey. Yeah. That's who it was. I was sexing Malu the whole movie about, like, who the hell is this? <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, why is, what's her face? Why is Elizabeth listed as Anastasia as well? Well, now I don't know. 
Okay, great. Okay, cool. Move on. John Cusack as Dimitri. Who sounds like his mind. Yeah, he really does. (laughs) Jonathan Dokuchit. Dokuchits. Ooh, Mal, why'd you do this to me? (laughs) Jonathan D. as his singing voice. (laughs) Kelsey Grammer as Vladimir. I always forget about him. Chris, yeah. Christopher Lloyd as Rasputin. Hank Azaria, Azaria as Bartok. Angel Lonsbury as the Grandmama. <laughs> or the... Why do you do the this to Empress. me? Thanks. I've seen this movie Peters. so many times. <laughs> I love Bernadette Peters. Bernadette Peters as Sophie. And Kristen... It's Kirsten. Kirsten Dunst Kirsten. as Anastasia. Yes, that one. Kristen. Kirsten. I always say Kristen. Fuck. Ooh. Sorry, Dunst. Ooh. Yep. Wow, that was a lot to go through, and that was it great, was, right? It's a, I, I don't just, know why it was so much. I still love his. She's now a Disney princess because the mouse owns us all. God, <laughs> I'm glad I love you liked that. it. Okay, fly through these. Not Malu. Onto, onto the two movies that were originally Disney films, you know, produced, made, and everything by the Walt Disney Corporation. <laughs> Tarzan. It's a 1999 Disney Renaissance film with 2D and 3D animation blend. About the jungle man Tarzan, his family and friends of apes and elephants, and his first encounters with strangers like him, including British cutie Jane. She is cute. She's I would adorable. do anything for Jane, too. I'm not going to mm. lie. It was directed by Kevin Lima and Chris Buck and written by Tab Murphy, Bob Sudiker, there he is again, and Noni White, also here again. Wow, the mm. gang's back. Oh, yeah, everybody's here. It's based on Edgar Rice Burroughs' story, Tarzan and the Apes, of which there were many stories. This is just, like, loosely based on it. The music is by Phil freaking Collins in four languages, mind you. He does this, he does those songs. Um, and Mark Messina, who did, Mencina, who did the score. Then we have starring the fantastic cast. Tony Goldwyn as Tarzan, Minnie Driver as Jane Porter, Glenn Close as Kala, Lance Henriksen as Kerchak, Brian Blessed as William Clayton, Nigel Hawthorne as Professor Archimedes Q. Porter, Rosie O'Donnell as Turk, and Wayne, Wayne Knight as Tantor. That was a mouthful. Did not realize Glenn Close was in that. I love Glenn Close. Me neither. I've seen this movie a bazillion times. Never realized Glenn Close as Kala up until this very day. Also, Phil freaking Collins is the man. The man, the myth, the legend. He's great. Woo! And the best part is, like, growing up up. watching this movie in Spanish, Phil Collins had his voice in it anyways, because he also did the Spanish dub for the songs. That's lovely. Yeah, so I always grew up with, like, his voice in my head. And then I saw it in English, and I was like, oh, same fucking dude. (laughs) He's Lovely. Less surprise. And last, but most certainly not least, Atlantis The Lost Empire, which is a 2001 Disney film with a 2D and 3D animation blend, as all of these movies have. And it's actually, fun fact, Disney's first ever sci-fi film. Technically, quote-unquote. And it's about linguist Milo Thatch and his team of adventurers, their search for the lost city of Atlantis, and Princess Keita's quest to save her city. It was directed by Gary Trosdale and Kirk Weiss, and written by Tab Murphy. It stars Michael J. Fox as Milo, Cree Summers as Kida, James Gardner as Rourke, Don Novello as Vinny, Phil Morris as Sweet, Claudia Christian as Helga, Jacqueline Obrador as Audrey, Florence Stanley as Picard, Jim Varney as Cookie, Corey Burton as Mo, Leonard Nimoy as the King, and finally, John Mahoney as Mr. Whitmore. God, that's a big cast. Wow, you did a great job. That was very impressive. Thank you. I love that cast very much. They're all great. Nice. (laughs) 
That was really good. I'm impressed by that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, wipe that sweat and let's get a chatting, baby. Let's talk about this. I want I want to know why these are your three movies for your birth week, birthday episode. Okay, well, first I should leave with saying that there were actually six movies that I wanted to do, but I know that we couldn't <laughs> do that. Six no animated. Malu. <laughs> like, as far as live, live actions, is a completely different, like, panorama of what my childhood movies were in live action. So that's why I decided to focus specifically on animation, because right now I feel like that has the biggest influence in my life. Because if you haven't guessed class, <laughs> I'm very much obsessed with animation. I love it. I think it's my favorite sort of medium. I think it's wonderful and magical, and I just, it's, it takes up, like, 90% of my brain. The other 10% is just trash. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then these three specifically, I had to like ask people and be like, which movies do you relate to me the most? And I got different answers. Anastasia was always there. So I was like, well, Anastasia has to be it. Um, and I honestly rewatch that movie every now and then. <laughs> like, it's one of those movies I'll just Aww. put on every now and then. Um, I love it very much. And I think Anastasia is one of those characters that like I grew up watching and sort of understanding what it was like to be a girl from. Like, Aww. I saw her and I was like, oh, she's cool, but she's feminine. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you can do both. I Crazy can concept. Do that. Yeah. And she was smart and clever and streetwise. Like, I always liked her. It was always something very, like, cool about her. And she never, like, took shit from people. But she was also very emotionally open when she had to be. And I find that very, like, admirable in many ways. And it's also just a beautiful movie. I think the style of it really cemented itself in my brain and the music is great so that's why Anastasia um Tarzan is my favorite Disney movie it currently is at odds with Atlantis because Atlantis is also my favorite so I constantly switch between one and the other but as far as like emotional favorite Tarzan takes the cake there's just something about it that I was very young I always saw it there were so many lessons in it that I learned about like how you should treat other people how you should treat nature around you, how you should respect it, how you should respect people that are different from you, like all these little lessons that I just picked up from it that I really liked. And then you had Tarzan and Jane, who are not only a fantastic couple, but great people by themselves. And the family of it all, it was very pretty. My mom and I really liked You'll Be In My Heart. There's something, oh, yeah. Makes me cry every time. <laughs> it literally, so like the first funny. 10 seconds, so what? And you're like, ah! Yeah, and that was like my mom's and I like our that was our song when I was growing up because my mom and I were yeah. pretty close because we like you know it was just her and I living together, and and yeah I lo I just loved it. There was just this love for the movie cemented in my brain. And then the more I grew up, the more I like realized that like oh my favorite colors are dominant colors in the movie, and my art like the art styles that I admire a lot show up in the movie. So just like little bits of stuff that eventually ended up as also part of like my personality and like the way I see art so yeah Tarson also Phil Collins who wouldn't love the man I know <laughs> he just has so a way with work that one oh <laughs> that's so sweet though I like you it. my last piece of my um, emotional ramble Atlantis I I was always so fascinated with this movie there was something that I felt like I'd never seen before in another movie up until I saw Atlantis where I was like what the hell is this this, like, amazing combination of adventure, friendship, doing the right thing, and also love. Like, there were so many themes going on at the same time, but they're all handled so beautifully, and it never feels like anything is put in the back burner and it hurts you. Like, it all makes sense the way it's set out. 
Um, it's this amazing, epic adventure that I never seen on a screen until I saw Atlantis. There's something about the style of it that goes really well with the themes that I just find very fascinating of this sort of comic book, comic book style that they adopt for the movie. And that, as I told Katie before, I think we were texting or something. It's Probably. Something, or we were talking, I don't know. But it's something that I had personally never seen Disney do, which was just like go so far away from their usual animation style, especially back then in like the late 90s, early 2000s, and just completely depart for a new sort of look <laughs> and do it yeah. so well, too. And I just, I loved it. I loved all the characters. I love how Milo is such a do-gooder and he's so devoted to something. Like I mentioned before, he's very passionate and I really admired that. And much with like Anastasia, you had Kida, who is this strong amazing like put together person i love her i love how cool she is i love how compassionate she is how passionate she is about her people and her role as like the princess soon to be queen of atlantis it's just fascinating i love it it's just mwah, chef's kiss to that movie Look at you <laughs> geeking now I can't thank you for letting me geek thank you for asking yeah. the very self-indulgent that's question. what this whole episode is about malu it's all about you stop it i will start crying you should <laughs> the people love it don't you know oh, of course we'll double <laughs> our listeners in a there, day <laughs> <laughs> cry I want to know, Kitty, what did you think about these movies? Because I know that you hadn't yeah. seen them. And if you had seen them, you had all seen them like a long time ago or like parts of them. Right. So what is it about these? Like, did you like them? How did you feel? Yeah, I, I never saw um, I never saw Anastasia or Atlantis before. I grew up watching Tarzan. Oh, okay. And, but I haven't seen it since I was a child. Um, and so it was so nice specifically for that one. I actually was texting. I mean, I, I text my mom constantly all the time. <laughs> but I was really texting her constantly this weekend because I'm like, I'm watching Tarzan, and I'm like, mm. I'm getting all of these random flashbacks because the brain is so weird on, like, the certain things that it remembers or associates with. Yeah. And so, like, uh, along with this, I was watching other—this, uh, watching all three of these got me on my own childhood Disney spin, so I just yes. spent the whole weekend on um, Disney Plus and watched, like, the Aristocats and 101 Dalmatians and, like, all the fun, good stuff. Yeah. Oh, and the Rescuers. Mm -hmm. I totally forgot about that. But um, do you know the rescuers? Yeah, I, I saw it a very long time ago. I have very exactly. vague memories of the rescuers. Yeah, I watched that one a lot as a kid. I'm like, why do I remember this like <laughs> so vividly yet also not at all? It was weird. That's kind of how Tarzan was for me too. But anyway, I loved it. So I cried through Tarzan. It was great. And also, Rosie O'Donnell makes me laugh so hard. So anyway, Anastasia, <laughs> I had a premeditative idea for because I saw the Broadway show. Mm. Um, so I like knew the music. And I only saw the Broadway show, like, two or three years ago. Me too. And I thought it was okay. I thought it was a little bit not much happened uh, from what I remember. <laughs> That's why it's not that memorable for me. But I thought the music was great. And I really liked this more. The movie was so much more fun. And yes. I thought it was very adult for a Disney movie. Like, I was thoroughly entertained, but I'm like, these are, like... To be fair, what, like, when it was made, it was 20, 20%, 20... Oh, yeah, you're 20th right. 20th Century Fox. Like, Disney got it now because of the Fox deal, but essentially this was 20th Century Fox way of being like, we're doing animation now, and what of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, I, I, I could, I understand that now, because while this is definitely, it, it's such a, it's a kid's movie, while also, like, if I saw this as a child, wh when I saw all of the other ones, mm -hmm. I would have been very scared. Like, uh, the, the scary <laughs> scenes were yep. immensely scary. 
And mm-hmm. like as an adult watching them, like they're the th- it's so dark. Like when when she's about to jump off the ship because she's in a dream, and they're like with the. Fa- yep. I was like, oh my god. Anyway, the demons um, being like, come jump. Yeah, the and what, what really got me is the is the is the contrast between like before the they all turn to demons when it's actually her family in this mm-hmm. beautiful nice meadow and oh. it's actually in reality what it was and i'm like oh my god like wow it's they so really beautiful. mean it don't they and mm-hmm. then also it was like an action movie too with the train and everything oh, like yes it is that was like some real deal explosions anyway i was very impressed and i was just so surprised about like how it wasn't really a child's movie <laughs> you know what i mean like other yeah. movies aren't like they're like more lighthearted, fun, even if they do go darker. But this is just straight, like straight in your face. Um, aside from like, you know, the kind of like hush hush on the whole like Russian mafia, or whatever communism. it was. Did you say yeah, mafia? communism? That whole deal. Know. What do you think happened in Russia? <laughs> what What did What do you think happened to her family? What do you think happened in Russia. Okay, you mean okay? Well, that's not a mafia. That was just. I don't know why I said mafia. I meant I meant communism, <laughs> like in the itself. Bolsheviks. Yeah. <laughs> you said the mafia? I don't know why I said it. I don't know why. But I, I just thought, it. like, oh, Rewrite her history whole family was just slaughtered in front of her, basically. So They don't talk about the fact that the family was killed. No, they completely ignore it. All they, they literally like, oh, my God, they're coming. And then suddenly it's just her and her grandma. Never speak <laughs> hush, of it hush. again. Like, wow, what a <laughs> hush, hush. <laughs> <laughs> There's also this beautiful this line that I never noticed. And the many times I've seen this movie, this is the first time that I caught it, and it made me laugh. It, it was not meant to be a joke, but it made me laugh. <laughs> Where okay. Vlad, when like Dimitri finally tells Vlad, like, "Oh, this she is Anastasia." Yeah, and Vlad's like, "Oh, that means we found the heir, the heiress to the Russian throne." And I paused the movie, and I went, "What Russian throne? It's been ten years." <laughs> There's communism there's a communist government right now acting (laughs) up like that's the one thing that the musical does get right is the historical accuracy of like st petersburg would have been under like communist hold yeah yeah it would they should yeah it would have but other than that you can't put that in a kid's movie you can't explain to kids what you can't explain too much (laughs) you have to go way too into how complicated the the dynamics of the of the politics were yeah but they hinted at it enough and i'm like all right Good they job. hinted at it with like the um everything is red in this country. I was, it always makes me laugh yeah. when she says like that's what I hate I'll... about this country. Everything's red, and I just go. Yeah. Oop. I I also went <laughs> soft political commentary. Yeah. Right. Whoo. Um. Uh. Before I get into Atlanta, first of all, I don't really have much to say about Atlantis. It was just really yeah. fun. I love sci-fi, especially as cartoons. Um. This is-, this is also like a dream come true for me to have like that. I love adventure movies about discovering something historical that's yes. not historical. Like, his- historical fiction is my shit. Like, oh, I, I love, love historical fiction. More. Me too. I know you do. Wait, have you seen Doctor Who? You should. That I shows actually like have ninety percent, fifty percent sci-fi, feel fifty percent. I like historical mm, fiction. I would say historical fiction mystery to me is my favorite so mystery adventure that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So anyway, I don't have anything to say about Atlantis. It was great, um, oh, but yeah, Anastasia, the animation really threw me off. I were I was expecting it to be so much <laughs> smoother and better, and it was like behind the like the the vocals. Like, and it just wasn't as smooth as I expected it to be, and I was really surprised. That happens. However, I do have to stand up for Anastasia in one very specific way, and it's 
because I love the animation of these three movies. It's my first, my second point in the talking points on our yes, Google Doc. Yes, hit me class, with all of see. your points, baby. <laughs> but something that I particularly love about Anastasia, and the more I grow up and notice, like, oh, the like technically the animation is not that good because yes, you have a lot of discrepancy with the faces sometimes, where like Anastasia will look very different in some scenes. Um, their facial features will change a little bit or, like, lagging with the animation and the voice. Like, I get that. However, this movie's very strong in its style. I feel like the backgrounds, the colors, everything about its aesthetic is insanely strong. Like, they have a strong color palette for the whole movie where, like, I can recognize parts of that movie fully based on, like, the types of red they use. And, like, yeah, that's that's the first act of the movie. Um... And then on top of that, they have this beautiful, beautiful backgrounds behind every scene, whether it's in the snow, whether it's in Paris. And Paris is my favorite part because they do a lot of like copies of Impressionism and the art of Impressionism. So if you see the number, what's it called? (laughs) Paris holds the key to your card. Every background in it is all like the type of painting where like you just paint dots. It's Impressionism, but it's like where you paint little dots and Mm -hmm. then the big picture is a picture (laughs) of not just dots. It all comes together very nicely. And yeah, that entire scene has like bits of like realistic art styles that were very big in in that time in Paris. Wow. That's really cool. And then there's just the blue dress. The blue dress Anastasia Anastasia wears always gets to me. The light they use on her eyes is very specific and it's not realistic because there's always this light shining (laughs) on her eyes exclusively like in a very, you know, like noir sort of way. Mm-hmm. But do I love it? Yes, of course I do. That's fair. That's okay. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I, I just I, I was surprised that the motion, like certain, like you yeah. said, certain times <laughs> of the motion was just like totally off. Um, you're but just looking, you're like, what's happening? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> How they get away with this? <laughs> they just I, produce this. <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> scenes, though, is um, in the in the beginning when. Mm. Um, she's in the castle again, and she's dancing with the ghosts. Oh, I think that's my favorite scene. Plus, it's, it's I mean, it's so the best song good. in the whole movie, obviously, but... Um, Once Upon a December is iconic, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I really love What's-Her-Face from the Broadway version. She sings it. Oh, um, Christy Altimore? Yeah. The Queen of Zombie. I saw Zombie. her. She's I mean, great. Yeah, that's the thing. She never left the production. Like, she, she stayed as Anastasia for the whole U.S. run. Yeah, she got that forever. bank. And I was like, yeah, as you should, Christy. Yeah, if you get like, the chance to play Anastasia, do it. Yeah, I would. I'll always be that the musical like made her a lot, a lot more fragile than she's in the movie. In the movie, she's very much like a, a toughened up kid. Where like, she's been she she's is a been little more a fragile lot. in the show. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you don't really get the sarcastic like personality that she seems to develop very well in the movie. Where like you know you have this love hate relationship between her and Dimitri, and it's all very well established. In the stage musical, it was not that at all. It was it was a lot more of like, oh, they don't get along. Oops. Also, I could have totally. I I obviously I did. <laughs> I either got so bored during it that I like stopped paying attention during the show one. <laughs> and I when I watched the Anastasia and Dimitri's like, I was the servant boy. I was oh, like, what? <laughs> my little boy, I love him. I was like, are you kidding me? That's crazy. <laughs> What are the odds? What are the odds? Yeah, I was like, no way. So, anyway. There's so many hints to it in in the movie. What? (laughs) What? They hint at it many times. They do? 
At the beginning of the movie, when Anna, when the grandma grandmama is giving Anastasia the music box, which by the way I love, I love that the music box is 3D animated, and you can tell because when the characters interact with it, it looks out of place. <laughs> it makes me it makes me laugh. I love it. I yeah. I appreciate it because the music box is beautifully animated. It's just it doesn't mesh with the 2D, which we'll go into in a minute because Tarzan and Atlantis are masters of the blend. But yeah, in that scene when she's giving her the music box, you see this kitchen boy that comes in and he's looking around at the party and sort of the, the head of the kitchen, I assume, comes in and says, Dimitri, you're supposed to stay in the kitchen and grabs him and <laughs> takes him back to the kitchen. Oh my God, I totally see, missed yeah. it. And then you see the same kid again open the, the secret door for them so they can escape the castle. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally whack. He's oh always there. <laughs> Little Dimitri. Oh my God. Only character um, without a last name in this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Wow, didn't put that one together, but you you got it. Because you wouldn't. Yep. There's no reason to do it, but it's there. Wow, well, yeah, I really missed that one. Anyway, oh well, I always miss something in a movie. I don't <laughs> <laughs> clearly. I this I can't like do anything but just sit and watch the movie. If I do anything else, I'll completely miss it. It's terrible. Film is a huge point. Like I, I'm pretty sure like I missed. I'm definitely missing because I picked up my phone to text you something about the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you were the only person gap. I was talking to during it. Yep. So that was that. But anyway, wait. Lay on me all of your wonderful points that you oh, want to tell oh. me. Educate me. Well, that was my point on Anastasia. We're about to start some deep, nice education on Tarzan and Atlantis, which are not only visually amazing and beautiful, story-wise amazing, beautiful, super tight, because may I just say, all these movies had to be under, like, around 90 minutes long. Like, they wouldn't be allowed to be more than that, essentially, because they were Disney kids' movies. So all of them have super tight stories. <laughs> and sometimes you feel like, oh my god, it's already, like, the third act, and I feel like I just started watching it. That's why. But at the same time, you have to give them credit, because they're such tight stories. <laughs> but also, technically... They're fucking amazing because they they did new things in animation that no one was ready to do yet. I mean, people were ready to do it. They just improved on it. So first of all, Tarzan is the movie for... I found this note I'm going to say right now. For Tarzan, they, Disney decided that the use of 2D animation with 3D animation was a bit, a bit tedious sometimes. And it was a bit hard to do. So what someone did, his name is Dan St. Pierce. Uh, he was the art director for the movie. He, and I'm guessing a bunch of other people, developed Deep Canvas, which is this application or software that they used to do a proper blend of the 3D and the 2D. So what it would essentially do is it would create the 3D objects, which you see in the movie. The, the main one is when Tarzan is doing like the, the tree surfing, when he goes from like different branches and he's just surfing around like a madman. So those are 3D objects that they would render in a computer and then animators would get the chance to digitally draw on top of that. So they would essentially digitally paint them so they would look animated and like actual art, like not animated, sorry. They would look um, a little more like the art for the rest of the movie, like the backgrounds. And then on top of that, they would draw the characters by hand, the 2D characters, and lay it all together in this whole mesh of just crazy shit happening. And make it look very seamless. So there's many moving parts to that, not just like the making of the 3D things, but also the interaction of the 2D characters with those things. And then on top of that, there's camera movements and the light, the coloring, like all of that had to be done after the fact. So for example, like the light and the shadows are all 2D. So that's something that one artist or a group of artists sat down to do by hand, essentially. 
and I found this out recently. The thing with using this specific sort of like 3D animation with this blend with 2D was that if you have one scene, that's all you had. You couldn't reuse that scene later on. So if you had the same or similar scenes that happened in like the same sort of environment, but one of them was in the morning and one was at night, you had to redo the whole thing so that you could paint it for the night like section and make it specifically for the night scene. Oh my so, god. Yeah, That's there was so much work. <laughs> there were some cons to it. However, it did give you this flawless, amazing look where you're not limited by how hard it would be to 2D animate the background around Tarzan just surfing through the trees and the vines and all this shit. But of course, there's also those little drawbacks, but I personally think they're completely worth it because they're so beautiful oh, yeah. and so revolutionary. Oh yeah, so worth it. Yeah, big time. Right? <laughs> and then, oh, I had another like amazing little note about Tarzan, which I noticed this time watching it. I think this is one of Disney's like best lit movie. <laughs> the light is beautiful from just like nature scenes to the red light made by the flares at the end, which is such a dramatic ending. You know, when Clayton dies and it's this very dark death. <laughs> Too dark for a Disney movie. Like, the man hangs himself <laughs> by accident. Well. <laughs> and it's just, it, it was beautiful. I noticed that this time around watching it, I was like, wow, the light in this movie is really just it's insanely really good. really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I appreciate it a lot. There's a lot of, like, air particles going around, which I, I always find it nice when, like, animation does that because... CG and 3D animated stuff do it to a point where it's like, how are there so many particles in the air? Yeah. So Technology. Like people... <laughs> it's too much. It's yeah. too much. And people like call it out and they're like, that's too much. Like there doesn't need to be that many air particles in the scene. You guys are fucking extra. <laughs> Tone it back. Tone it down. But in this one, you see like this very beautiful natural ones where like there's a, the scene where Tarzan is fighting Sabor, the cheetah that killed his parents. The cheetah. <laughs> That was also very <laughs> fucked up. When you open the movie and, like, the first scene, there's already murder. And there's, like, the parents' dead bodies and blood. The wild, baby. I didn't realize how fucked up that scene was until I saw it with my little brother. And he was, like, eight or seven. And he was like, what happened? And I was like, oh. Do you mean what? The bodies? <laughs> the blood around them? The bodies uh. and the blood? Ah, <laughs> well, give me two died. years. <laughs> yeah. I had to tell him that they died. I was like, I never even thought of, like, what did my mom tell me? When I was a child. Maybe you just knew. <laughs> I just got it. But yes, I think <laughs> the light is beautiful in all of it. And so are the colors. I think the colors of this movie are just with, just like with Anastasia, are very well defined. Where like you have this beautiful parts of the movie where they're all like light yellow and green. And then you have this whole lot of blue that is just so wonderful. I love scenes in the dark that highlight blue. And I love it. I think every scene with Kala and Tarzan, it just makes me cry. I start crying 15 minutes into this movie. <laughs> every time. Oh, yeah. I mean, with what's-his-face, how can you not? With Phil Collins, yeah. Yeah, with Phil Collins, hello? hello? Absolutely killing it. Also, I just want to say, Kala is the mother of the year. There's no there's no denying that. There's nothing to, oh, yeah. to overturn that. Kala is the mother of the year. Yeah, for every sure. year. <laughs> <laughs> I adore her. She's great. <laughs> she's so cute. Aww. Oh, when he betrays them and she's all sad. <sighs> kills me. <laughs> don't, I know. Don't talk to me about that. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. So next, next fact. Edgy McKate me. That's well, so cool, though, with the layers. Ugh. I know. I love so it. So much work. That's what we got for Tarzan. And then because I did this chronologically, it lines up. 
the technology used in Tarzan helped later on for Atlantis and the technology that they used for their 3D, 2D animation blends. Personally, I think Atlantis is from this era at least, where like it was still very like early on where Disney was still doing 2D animation. I think Atlantis is the movie that best does the blending of it. Because in Tarzan, you can kind of tell sometimes, like you see a background and you're like, oh, that's 3D animated because it looks different from the 2D. And you can tell it's one type of character later I'm like, no, I, I watched the movie and I didn't see a thing. <laughs> but it's like, okay, like you, you start noticing when you look for it and ask. Yeah, if you're more telling obvious. me this and I want to rewatch it all, yeah. I'll be like, okay. Or like, actually, what you're saying about Atlantis, what what you're beginning to say, I can already recognize what you're talking about. Yeah, because the thing is, Atlantis took advantage of not just the fact that, that they already had like such advanced technology in animation, where like they could do a lot of cool shit. But they also take advantage of the style of the movie and everything that is 3D animated in that movie is machine machinery. So it would make sense. Like it follows through with the yeah. style of the film that the machines look a certain way because they did. They took so much care in world building. I love them. That's a, a wonderful did. production. It was a, they so great. That's a great world. It See, looked I love Tyson, so good. But like Atlantis is just so great. <laughs> it's just so well built. It's so Aww. well made. Mal, I haven't seen you smile this much in months. <laughs> in years. You've never been happy. In years. That's right. Um, but yeah, so what Atlantis did is it took advantage of all these amazing things. And so if you see, I was telling Katie about this earlier. Disney made a bunch of documentaries when they did animated movies, especially 2D animated. I don't know if they're still doing this quite as much. I know they did it for Frozen and Frozen 2, I think. <laughs> Sigh. But... They used to do these little documentaries, never like the same length, they're always different lengths, but about the making of their animated movies. And they would essentially just walk you through the process of like starting the story, who came up with it, how did they pitch it to the producers, or even with Snow White, you get to see like how Walt Disney was so passionate about it that he almost went broke doing that movie. I think he actually went broke during that movie. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Yay. You know, he, yeah. he bet a lot on that movie. <laughs> Um, and just tell you, like, this is how they did this. This is how they used the cameras. This is how they used the technology that was available at the time. This is the new things they were trying. And the Atlantis one is wonderful because they show you step by step everything, how they thought up of every character, why they wanted to do an action one. Because not stated here, but the two directors for Atlantis had, were, like, renowned and were allowed to do Atlantis because they had just done two very successful Disney Renaissance films. Uh, not just done, but like very recently, Beauty and the Beast and The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which is astonishing. I think Hunchback <laughs> is such like book. I don't think I've ever zero. seen that one either. Or I oh, have seen so I've seen beautiful. pieces of it. I've seen pieces of it. I don't know why, but I from have. a visual oh. standpoint, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Okay, I'll rewatch it. <laughs> you should. It's very very beautiful. And it's probably one of Disney's most darkest and dramatic movies Love they it. really go into because it's Victor Hugo. I really don't know how they thought they were going to do that without making it a very dramatic film. Um, but yeah, so those two had done very successful musicals and so they wanted to do something different and they thought, well, let's do an adventure. Let's do an action. Let's do something epic that Disney hasn't done in a while. Nice. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and so slowly but surely the story about Atlantis starts coming together and part of it is the style is the style of comic book inspiration they actually interesting fact the hands of the characters are particularly drawn in a very specific way because they inspire they took inspiration from the hellboy comics that existed at the time Aww. and they actually yeah and they actually brought in the artist from like the hellboy comics and he 
sort of taught them how to do hands and they all had like different conversations about like styles how explosions should look because they have a very distinct look for the explosions and and yeah and i just i it's fucking wonderful and my last bit of my last bit of like great trivia about atlantis is the final shot the final shot is insanely cool because <laughs> if class if you don't remember katie if you don't remember it starts yes. off with Kida and Milo, they're standing on top of this rock. They're looking at Kida's father's stone sort of rise into the sky. Mm-hmm. And it's this very beautiful thing. They're holding hands. They're all cute and shit. And then Aww. the camera starts pulling back to the point where you see all of Atlantis and every little thing that's happening from the water falling down to the ships and the the air inst- mobiles, like the things that they use to travel. They're, what's that word? <laughs> they're machines? I don't know. They're cars. <laughs> They're flying cars shaped like fish. Um, you see those going around everywhere. There's all these things happening. And to do that, it was really technically difficult. So, and this is quoting from the documentary. Essentially, the way the animators explained it is like you start off with a 16-inch piece of paper, which is... Like or tall? 24-inch paper. Okay. Like, standard? Standard paper, yes. Wait, with little 16-inch no, characters in the middle. Wait, we're stupid. No, I don't think that's we're standard. stupid. Yeah, that's not standard. Well, I don't no, know why I agree bo- to that. No, we both said, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, it. yeah. that's <laughs> it. That's it. That's it. It's okay. It's okay. Continue. 24 inches and shit. 24 <laughs> inches, yes. I don't know. I, honestly, they just say it like this. Large. I don't know why I didn't even think about the, which which way is the 24. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing long. I'm I don't, I don't also think guessing I don't that. Think it's <laughs> Landscape. <laughs> It'd be a huge height if it was 24. <laughs> um, with this little 16-inch characters, which are Milo and Kida. And it starts panning back, 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 back until you essentially have put together 18,000 inches of paper. Wow. <laughs> this Holy behemoth shit. of paper and drawings all put together to make the seamless scene of what they thought had to be the ending of the movie because apparently these two directors love epic endings. Hunchback has a very similar ending where you start pulling out, but technically they couldn't do it because it was difficult to make. So for Atlantis, they said, let's do it. We've, we've advanced in animation and in techniques and in technology so we can do it. And so what they explained in the documentary is that through scene planning and through the scene planners for the animated movie, which is essentially just the people that plan the scenes, it's very self-explanatory. <laughs> um, they had to put all of that shit together and make, make a frame, <laughs> one solid frame that encompassed all of that. And I just think that's beautiful. There's a lot of hard work put into that movie. That is so insane. Like, no, this is why I have, like, a newfound love for animation is because you tell me all of this this shit and, I like, nothing warms my heart more than people putting their heart and soul into a project of theirs, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. And you can't can't get away with anything half-assed in animation. And if you do get away with it, then (laughs) you can tell, you know? Years later, you're called out about it. That's (laughs) right. Anastasia. Which is our job. Then you have idiot 20-something-year-olds calling you out on your shit. And no one, no professional wants that. 20 years later, <laughs> people are bothering about shit. 21. Hey. All right, I'm Mally, old. birthday girl, do you have any final thoughts for me on your wonderful three favorite movies who made you what? <laughs> wait, what made, who made, who whoa, hold on, let me get this. You can let me it. get it. Who made you who you are? What made you who you are? What, what made, what made what? you who you are? 
God, I have a, I have a question, I guess. Okay. Is there anything in it where you were watching it and you said, oh, that makes sense for Malu? Like you were watching and you said, oh, that, that follows through Atlantis with the person I know. Atlantis really triggered it for me. I don't really know what it was exactly. I think it's just, <laughs> I think it's everything that you're saying. The way you said it, it really triggered it for me. It really triggered Malu for me. I think it was just the, this, the drive for like factual evidence and <laughs> adventure and everything that falls in between and the beautiful story that it is of love and and friendship and like I said already adventure times. It's like that little bit of action. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no, I think I think Atlantis for the most part, but I understand your love for Tarzan too. Um I knew you would love Tarzan specifically, like as a man. I don't know why, and I was like, oh, I bet. And now, like, the thing about was how much he smells. And then Anastasia, Anastasia, Anastasia. I think, I think you put it perfectly when you said like she's a like a girl, a, like a cool girl, like feminist, but also <laughs> cool girl, cool, yeah, feminine but cool. So sure. I, I, they all make sense for who you are. I, I see the layers in your personality. Not so much <laughs> as with Tarzan. It's more so with Anastasia and Atlantis, Tarzan I would is say. Deep. Tarzan, is, Tarzan is from my personal time. <laughs> okay, that's the other layer that I'll, we'll find later on in the show. <laughs> the more time the, I spend with you now more, in person. Yeah, the more time we spend together, the more pieces will start clicking about Tarzan. Because now that you're in New York, we can, we be, can be real friends. <laughs> Because we were both tested negative for COVID. Yay. Yay. All right. Well, I love these movies. Thank you so much for showing them to me, making me watch them. I've always wanted to watch them, and I'm glad you gave me an excuse to. Yay. Thank you. (laughs) Birthday queen, Malu. All right. I made the game for you this time. So, Gabe, cue the game music. That's the 30 Rock music. I can't do that. Copyright. All right. Oh, that should be our game music, actually. I'm going to tell Gabe that. We're going to change it up. That's that's new game music. I love it. All right, so... Um, today I have put together, it's going to be a very quick game. It's Malu's favorites. And so I, I didn't get to hit all the points because you have so many favorites. And frankly, I couldn't remember them in the last 15 minutes before we started recording. (laughs) So, um, I just threw some things together of topics that I know you love. And there's only three. I really wish I knew, (laughs) I wish I knew, um, your, who your favorite author was, but that'll be a later time. That'll be next year's. Yeah. So anyway, number one, which song is Greta Gerwig's go-to karaoke jam? Is it A, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, B, We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel, C, December 1963 by Frankie Valli, or D, Any Way You Want It by Journey? Those are all good songs. Those are all good songs. I know. I can't think of We Didn't Start the Fire without thinking of The Office. I just instantly go for Ryan started the fire. See yeah. the office. There's a little reference for you. Oh, a little office joke for you office fans. Oh, yes. So I'm gonna have to guess December 1963 by the Frank by Frankie Valley. I don't know why. I also feel like it could be Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, but I don't know why I'm going with this. Go for it. Okay. Well, am I wrong? You're wrong. I'm so sorry. That's one of my go-to uh, karaoke's. 
Hers is, is we but... didn't start the fire by Billy really? Joel. Really? I know, right? I don't know this woman at all. I know. Oh my Here, god! I thought I knew her. Okay. I'm glad I know it now. Now I can be like, <laughs> I know Greta Garwig's karaoke jam. Yeah. Well, now, yeah. Now, if I ever run into her at a karaoke bar, I'll definitely ask for that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, you want to go? We didn't start the fire, right? It's mine, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Crazy. Do you like singing in the rain? I heard you did. Me, too. Literally, Malu and I stumbling through New York. Hoping to find her. All right. Harry Potter time. Oh. You little Potterhead. I mean, that's me. Now, uh, this could be an easy question. I don't know because I'm not a Potterhead. I wish I was. No, uh, I'm no going to make my kids be because I missed out. That's nice. <laughs> What's the name of Ginny's Pygmy Puff? A. Gerald. B. Jinx. C. Harold. D. Arnold. I have two guesses. I think it's Harold. Harold? Is that your final answer? Yes. You are incorrect, Mallory. It is Arnold. It's Arnold. Jesus, I have not read the books in a minute. Hey, Arnold. I literally Googled names from Hey Arnold to mix you up. Yeah, I'm really good, right? I love that. I love losing at this, honestly. If that's the reason why I lost, I'm happy. Yeah. Okay, good to know it's Arnold. God, Ginny. Yeah. great. I don't know where she got that name from, but that's okay. I would have, like, why wouldn't she name it Jinx, you know? Yeah, it sounds a lot more magical. Yeah. All right, anyway. Disney time. Mm -hmm. I thought this was interesting. What was Mickey Mouse's first words ever spoken? What were were Mickey Mouse's first words ever spoken? I'm very much between oh boy and hot dog. Oh, wait, I didn't read them. You can't see this. Hey, oh boy. Oh, wait, wait, I'm going to try to use my Mickey Mouse voice. Hey, <clears throat> oh boy. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? B, hot dog. <laughs> the first C, one was... oh, Pluto. Or D, gosh. Wait. When did, when did you start doing Mickey Mouse? Because I've always done it. It's a, it's a hidden talent of mine. <laughs> Dear. That's how you get an internship at Disney. Okay. <laughs> I think it's hot dog. I know it's supposed to be oh boy, but I think it's hot dog. Something's telling me it is, so. Malu? Yes. You are correct. You got yes! one right. Yay. It's Redeem hot dog. myself. Slightly. Yeah. <laughs> I still lost, but slightly. <laughs> but you did hot decent, dog. so you got the last yeah. one. That's what matters. Dun, 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 dun. It's the song from dun, the, dun, the dun, show. Dun, 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 dun. I wonder if that's why yeah. they made it. That Maybe. song. That, that would make more sense because there's no other mention of hot dogs in there's the show. There's no other reason. <laughs> it's just it's just Mickey's catchphrase, even though it was never his catchphrase like after that. <laughs> no one dog. knew it was a catchphrase, but it is. All right. Well, happy birthday, Miss Malu. Thank You're you finally so 21. We can Woo. legally drink on drink, this drink, podcast. Drink, drink. And we're going to listen to everybody. These episodes are about to get even more but, lit. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So. Um, happy birthday, my love. I'm so happy to have you as our co-host, and I wouldn't want anyone else in your shoes. You are such a light and love, and I'm so glad we get to gush about movies together all the time. Oh my god, I love you so much. I wasn't expecting that. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> Aw, see, we like each other sometimes. See you on Friday, Katie. <laughs> Katie and I are seeing each other for the first time in like a year. I know. It's actually been a year. It's crazy. Because remember last year, I yeah. was like, you were like, oh, it was my birthday. So I'm like, oh, when? And you were like, yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember that it's conversation. Been a, it's actually been a year. That's crazy. Holy shit. So oh, It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Every, every, oh, my God. It's our friendiversary. 
just about. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Malu and I, okay, just so everyone, real quick. Melo and I bonded because we went on this, uh, the school trip, trip last year um, to L.A. together to learn all about the filmmaking industry Yay. and such. And we bonded because one of us mentioned Greta Gerwig and we said, hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we talked the rest of the trip and now we're here a year later. The more wow. you know. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. We will see you next Wednesday. Please stay tuned to our Instagram to find out what we're doing next. Mm-hmm. At Film School Professionals. And go leave us a review, a like, a star, whatever you want. Yeah. On Apple and Podcasts. wish Malu a happy freaking 21st birthday, that child. Oh, my. Yes, please. I do love the attention. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Incredible. One of the worst performances of my career, and they never doubted it for a second. Oh, this was taking a weird turn, but yep. thank you for the Spanish. <laughs> I'm sorry you guys had to listen to more than 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Top Gallant Radio, brought to you by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabe Mara. Mike, I should have warned Gabe that was coming. I'll text him. I'll text him. I blow out the mic. We're about to blow up the mic.